Hello, everyone. Hold on. This is uh, Bear Bones here. Remember Balky? Come on, Tom, sing. You know the words, right? Balky Bartakaboos. Anyway, welcome back, everyone. Uh, we are doing a special little experiment here that uh, I'm hoping that I do not screw up. Um, this is uh, it's your show, Tom. It's our show. Introduce yeah, yourself. Yeah, no. Hey, we we have OP on today. This is super exciting. She's our first guest. Um, I'm I'm super excited. We're gonna talk a little magic and whatever whatever else we talk about. Um, um I'm glad to have OP on today. Me too. Me too. And that's a cult priestess. And uh, what is your real name? If you're willing to divulge that right now to uh, our our audience, which we're building right now. Yes, I'm always suspicious of those who will not reveal their real names. So my name is Corinne Wilson. And Corinne is actually the ancient Greek, goes back to its French, but it goes back to the ancient Greek of Kor, K-O-R-E. And that is also a name for the goddess Persephone, who is Greek. So I have a lot in common with Persephone. Wow. That, wow. And now, Tom, you have a similar thing, right? What do you mean? Well, moving on. Um, with the name. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Where does uh, the Thomas come from? Um, You mean my last name? Yeah, both. Um, I'm not sure Thomas, but I do know Cooper. We were uh, barrel makers for wine and stuff like that. Yeah, my last name is uh, Graves, and uh, I think that it has to do with death. So anyway. That's a, that's a good guesstimate, I would say. <laughs> is, is Graves your, your legal last name, like what you were born with? Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. As far as I know, I hope, I hope so. Because uh, if not, I have a lot of documentation that uh, I have to go back and change now. And uh, I don't <laughs> <know that laughs> at all. So anyway, uh, okay, awesome. Here we go. Um, so Corinne, may I may I call you uh, Corinne? Yes, okay. you may. <laughs> or can I say OP? Uh, is that is that too forward? Or <laughs> oh, there we are on Twitter. Yes, OP, definitely. Okay, all right. So I think Tom, we're starting to get around. What me? With no, the o people calling. Uh, oh, OP. OP. Yeah, I, uh, you know what? I think it's, cool. it's better than princess. So <laughs> many people mistake priestess for princess. <laughs> they call you princess. That was my nickname in uh, college. No, I never went to college. So, so for our uh, for our uh, audience right now, um, you've been doing this for quite a long time, right? You've been. Uh, not dabbling in, but you, your whole, your life, your life's work. See, I'm already sounding like Chris Farley. Like, ah, ah. No, anyway. Um, in a band down by the river. I'm in a band down by the river. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so what is your occupation for those that may not uh, know uh, on our end? Who's watching us right now? Sure. I am a professional psychic of over 30 years, and I began practicing and playing with the tarot cards around age 14. And I used it like um, I was in school at the time. So I did my tarot lessons like it was homework. So I did it almost every day. And 
I got to the point where I felt confident enough to read for my mother and my friends and those things started coming true. And then a pattern started to evolve in my life where my cards, which weren't just the cards because I'm a very spiritual lady and I was praying to the gods and goddesses and working on a spiritual path, working on my soul with the cards as a tool. So wow. there are many people that just pick up the cards, but I picked up everything, <laughs> the gods, the goddesses, uh, paganism, and our ancient past, and basically what our ancestors used to worship. Now, you seem like you're in your 20s, by the way. You just, <laughs> No, I'm not even, no, I'm not even BSing or, or whatever. No, um, you do not seem like you've been at this for 30 years, but uh, I don't know. Uh, Tom, you have a, you, you got a first question there? You were, you were asking about white magic and black magic, and I just asked it for you? Um, how about paganism? I'm like, people really think uh, pagans are evil. Well, and I don't understand because most pagans are like into the earth and taking care of the earth, stuff like that. Yeah. Sure. So they got it twisted, right? Back in the day, we used to, as villagers, <laughs> we used to be afraid of the witches, the old hag, um, and the things that came and stole our children and ate them, and the fairies and the fetches and all the things, right? You met my grandmother. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I met your grandmother. <laughs> that is so sweet. So my mind, in many ways, because I'm multidimensional and I'm beyond time, see That's the awesome. correlations of what was happening then and what is happening now. And we are the villagers, right? And the kings and queens and the knights and all those people are the new world order. So I just kind of fit that into place, right? And so I do speak as if we are in ancient times, but it's just to awaken your remembrance because you do remember like I do. I just need to help wake you up from that hypnotism that we all come in under, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So, Paganism and tarot for me were basically the same thing. I was looking at all and learning all the symbology of my tarot cards, and there are 78 of them. And I did this, like I said, like 14, 15 as a study. And I'm, I'm an intelligent person, so I'm intellectual. And so I really went into it with my journal and everything, writing it down. It says, oh, I'm going to meet somebody on my birthday, really? <laughs> They're going to have money? Wow. That never happens. The emperor. I'm going to meet the emperor on my, what, 17th birthday. I and never so, do either. Yeah. <laughs> my, <laughs> mother, <laughs> my mother took me to uh, an overage place, but she was my mom. So she got me in. I was 17 and I met a gentleman and he was into politics and he had money and we were friends for years after that. He even slept with my best friend. So, um, where were you during this time? <laughs> I could have been anywhere, man. Who knows? Okay. All right. Here, you're clear. So I, well, I was it certainly wasn't me. I didn't, I don't have a lot of money. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. he's got an alibi what i began to find out was i didn't have to just lean on my intuition alone 
anymore or prayers alone anymore. I had a tool to call the gods at any time and say, help. <laughs> and that we all need tech support in yeah. life. And if you don't have time, energy, and the faith and devotion to learn the tarot yourself, then you can go to occultpriestess.com and get my ancient wisdom for a very small fee. <laughs> now, why is it is there a reason why it, it's only 78 and it's not rounded up to 80? I was always wondering. Uh, you, you'd have to ask. I believe the tarot was refashioned oh, okay. and rehashed by um, the OTO, which is Aleister Crowley, and also the Golden Dawn. They actually sent all of their people out in the Golden Dawn in the 1900s, early 1900s, and said, everybody make your own tarot deck. And that's basically where we, what we got today. Wow. Wow. But so, they mix up the symbolism in their tarot decks just to trick people. So you got to know. <laughs> but they're the, that now, is this a misconception too? Like with Crowley, he was like, that was the, uh, the be all end all when it came to the satanic stuff, not the paganism, right? Or totally agree. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. You will never mistake him for a loving, kind being <laughs> who is nice to trees. Right. He That's was actually dumb. a child molester. He was a oh. monster. And today he is worshipped in occult circles. Almost every book you get yeah. and almost every person you interview, especially if you talk about magic, is all about Crowley. And I see that as evil, plain yeah. and simple. And there's rumors, even speculation, folks, that Barbara Bush would have been his daughter, right? Yeah, and it's not even rumors or speculation necessarily because, well, I will say on my part, on my my part, that Freeman Fly has pretty much proved that that's what happened. He calls it the Lost Weekend, where yeah, uh, yeah they went off and had sex. And in fact, just last, just the other day, he made us meatballs, <laughs> and we were discussing this, and um, he he called it the Lost Weekend when we were talking about it recently. And he, there's no doubt in his mind. And if you look at the pictures, oh, Barbara yeah. Bush and Aleister Crowley, if you split their faces, which people have done and put them side to side, yeah. of course they're related. But there's no shock in that to me because I understand how these bloodlines work. I am uh, very, very uh, intrigued by that because Mr. Cooper here started schooling me on it just a little bit like and. I'd like to learn more about that, but I heard it's very dangerous to look into this, right? The bloodlines. It can be, yes. Okay, all right. But that's okay, Chris. We're not scared. <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, look uh, at me. Eventually, eventually, and see, I've been, I've been. That's another show I would like to do with Op is some stuff on the bloodlines because she's going to school me too. You know what I mean? And the more I can learn, the better. So. And maybe I know some stuff she may not know. I don't know. But is there 13 of them? Uh, oh, I, that, don't bring numbers to me ever. Okay. Sorry. I like Friday the 13th. That's why I put the 13th. Right. The Knights Templar date. No, I, the Jason Voorhees. Of course. <laughs> well, I just did a whole uh, live stream about that right. about a month ago with yes. Jason Voorhees and the Knights Templar. <laughs> you, I didn't. I missed the it's part. It's up there. It's all rough in. Brought up Flash. A, it's called Priestess. <laughs> you brought up Jason Voorhees during that? Of course thing? I did. I did. A, I read a whole article about it and why they might be related. 
Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. And also about the bloodline discussion. I think yeah. I know a lot about it psychically. Like I'm not in there researching like David Icke, right. um, but I get the messages and I'm related to Senator John Glenn. So my grandmother was his younger sister. And so that is why I understand the bloodlines in a deeper way. Yeah. He was the astronaut, right? John Glenn? Yes, he was. Okay. Okay. And then you go into NASA and all of that. That's a whole Nazi NASA and astro not in OT. And the thing is, the thing about my, my uh, great uncle, Senator John Glenn is that he was adopted out of our family from an orphanage. And so my grandmother and him were both put in an orphanage and then he was, I believe, sold because they had no money. And then after John left, they had enough money to take my grandma back. Right, right. And that's weird because normally back then you would choose the boy and you would leave the girl. But the boy had an offer that he couldn't refuse. That's a form of human trafficking. Um, It is. Back in the day they had... um, uh, well, what they would call the crazy house it wasn't really a crazy house. They were they were housing kids there, and I forgot the name of the club. It was called. I have to go back and look. But this wasn't part of the subject, so I'll have to go back and look. But anyway, yeah, um, they used to create psychopaths there, which uh, would become politicians and I've heard yes, of that. and stuff like that. Nobody gets to be a politician by mistake or by grassroots. I believe. Yes, Politics is a satanic system that you must be brought into, groomed through. And once you're there, everyone around you is an a-hole and you're an (laughs) a-hole. And then there's this great separation between you and the regular people. That's where skull and and bones and things comes into play. I believe that politicians are a very particular type of demon. Oh, you're not, you're not, I don't think you're far off. (laughs) And then we can look at Hollywood and, question that well, too but uh, well i'm i'm you know i'm like freeman fly uh i'm the clone thing I, right. I'm, pretty sure, <laughs> I'm pretty sure most of those people are clones to be honest with you but that's just my opinion yeah there is a pat benatar song that you just brought to mind and it's um my clone sleeps alone And she says, no naughty clone ladies in the 80s. So she was well aware of it, obviously. Right. Um, So can you explain uh, karma a little bit to us? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I have an amazing clip on karma. And I just want to tell you guys really quick. So keep me on topic with karma. Yes. But uh, we are live on the Twitter, but we are not live here on Rockfin for some reason. But Rockfin is, you know, a, a new platform and we're not sure how it works yet. So, But oh, nobody yeah. made a mistake whatsoever. There were no okay, mistakes. Cause I, yeah, because I don't want to screw up on your end. Like, uh... No, I put in the right keys but and because we're playing on Twitter. And I have no other thing to broadcast to. Oh, we should have just done it on yours. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm fine. This is fine. Because you understand I can also edit and repost. So we're just taking a little break here while I find that clip. So if you guys want to chat for a minute, that would be Yeah. All right, Tom. Uh, You want to hear hear a a classy, uh, dirty joke? Sure. Okay. I'm going to keep it nice and tasteful. (laughs) 
Okay, here we go. My neighbor has been mad at my wife for sunbathing nude. I personally am on the fence. You like that, Tom? That I, I didn't hear the last part, Chris. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> oh, don't apologize. Uh, There's a better one. Um, why does Santa Claus have such a big sack? Why? <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to keep it classy. Uh, <laughs> he, he, only, he only comes once a year. <laughs> That's not too bad, right? That's pretty bad. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, well. Dear NASA, your mom thought I was big enough, says Pluto. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I'm pump. I'm, that's, I'm trying to find that, too. We're we're really low tech here, folks. Um, oh, here so, we go. Yeah, yeah. I added this clip. This is me with uh, Micah Dank. Okay. About karma. All right. Here we go. Hermes Hermits. You want to push play? Oh, I, can I? Uh, oh. It looks like it's muted. Do I oh, do that? You know, I brought it up on the thing. You got to hit the, uh, the play oh, okay. button. Okay. Thank you. Here we go, folks. Uh, yeah. You know what the interesting thing about karma is? Um, oh. It's the only truth that I found. It's the only truth. The elites that do all this evil stuff to us, it's called the revelation of the method. They have to show us, whether it's subliminal or music videos or TV or commercials or whatever, they have to show, or like Astro World or this, that. They have to show us what they well, I want to know where that came from because yeah. I've heard Alex Jones say that for like years. They have to show us. They Why? Do. Where because does that come because from? What Who happens said is, it? Where what is happen it in a book? I'm going to explain it to you. What okay, happens, the reason... The reason they have to do that is because karma is real. And if they do something to us without telling us, right, then they're going to get afflicted by karma. By showing us or telling us, if we allow it to happen, it absolves them of karma. I don't believe that. Action. That's what karma actually means in the Buddhist religion. It means action. If you do negative action, you get negative results. It's that you can't escape karma because it's magnetic. Mm -hmm. So if I harm or lie or cheat or steal, that karma goes into my soul box. And these dark creatures that we call the elites are here for a reason. They're vampires for a reason. They are the darkness that grows our souls. It's part of it. You sum up, hidden out in the open, because those with eyes and ears can see and hear. Mm -hmm. There you go, in the clip. <laughs> what were your thoughts, Tom? No, I, that was a great explanation, I think. Um, I, For me, I understand karma, you know what I mean, how it works a little bit more than most. So when he started saying, I was like, okay, cool. Then I'm on the right page. You know what I mean? So 
Yeah. Well, the thing is, is I was arguing with Danka, as I call him, the author Micah Dank, because he said that if the elite reveal, then they're karma free, which is BS, complete BS. There's yeah. no, no one's ever karma free. I'm sorry. You can say it out loud and get consent, but there is harm done. So therefore, karma is magnetic and it's going to get you. Right. But people think uh, karma is instant. Thank you, John Lennon, instant karma. But karma can come lifetimes afterwards or even after you're dead in the sense that you can't come back. Oh, what does it affect the next few lives, like the reincarnation? Because that's something I look, I kind of feel like maybe. Well, we have to be in modern times with this one because as a humanity, we literally are waking up, growing up, graduating. And so you're you're basically done you're either a good person or a bad person by now so i have a question say a person like myself um i've done harm in the past um and and i know about the karma thing so is there a way to uh get out of it <laughs> is there a way to fix that well first just human level aa version of making amends right we're all familiar with that yeah yes <clears throat> and so where you can make amends please do otherwise this is a spiritual journey between you and god it is a journey life is a journey and you need if you still feel the weight of it the guilt of it the heaviness of it the shadow of it then you need to go in communion with god and purge your soul of it which means, you know, if you're there an hour, five hours a day, a whole day, crying, ripping at your flesh, whatever you must do to allow those feelings to leave the body and the aura so that you can completely heal. Because God has given those other people ways of healing over what you did. Yeah, but so you need to give yourself the same way out. I'm really, really, uh, boy, the clinical term is uh, stupid. How does he, how does Tom do that though? So, um, belief, I suppose, is okay. the biggest issue of going alone, getting somewhere alone, whether it's your bathroom tub or okay. if it's out in the wilderness, you right. get away from influences and psychic voices. So you get alone, alone. Okay. And then you get alone in your mind, which can take a while. But the way I get alone in my mind, see, I was creeped out as a child a lot with, I had sleep paralysis, which is basically a haunting of the psyche. Oh, and wow. so I'm very used to calling out to God. It's a very natural process for me. So I would say work on the call, calling out to God. And you can do that throughout the day, cooking, bathing, cleaning, whatever you're doing, just okay, tomorrow at five, God, I'm going to go to that mountaintop and try to talk to you. Right. And so you keep building it up. And that also is magic. Now, would a good place uh, to do that possibly be one of these sensory depra deprivation tanks that I hear about? Like where? Well, the moment you have to make a lot of plans, you're out of it. <laughs> oh, good point. But good if that's point. something that's normal to you, then you've probably already experienced the voice of God in a deprivation tank. Okay. All right. But that is only to wrangle the ego. That whole situation of making you numb and putting you out yeah. is because your ego is too high octane. 
so you can work on your ego day by day and not have to strip it off all at once. That would be me. <laughs> Stripping it off all at once, Tom? No, just I have to work on things every day, Chris. Oh, I meant clothing. I really do. Honestly, day by day is is a godly thing. It truly is. Now, is a godliness uh, cleanliness and cleanliness is uh, Billy Corgan? <laughs> I used to be super messy, dude. What? Who are you saying dated Billy Corrigan? Was it Katy Perry? What? what, what yeah, it was Courtney Love. Courtney Love. That's right. We weren't even talking. I was listening. <laughs> now, full disclosure. Full disclosure. I knew a lot of uh, a lot of girls that looked up to Courtney Love. So, I'm not a big fan of Courtney Love. So. I got psychic messages to find Courtney Love. And I know that those kinds of psychic messages are usually very dark and evil now, but I didn't then. It's like, yeah, I've got to spy on her a little bit in her life. And wow, I would, I, I can't go anywhere near that woman. She's scary. Yeah. I went near someone that was actually in the house with Kurt when he, uh, departed this world very scary stuff um, it is it's something that really shouldn't touch us because we are good people these are not the pools we play in or swim in yeah i have one of those kiddie pools that we got during 2020 and uh i look like a beluga whale that's what the neighbor told me and then we parted ways rest, <laughs> in, rest in peace no i don't oh, so so anyway i wanted to ask you um Actually, Tom and I had talked about this. What would be your, the way that you would describe the differences between black magic and white magic? And should the common person that is not familiar with any of this try to even mess with either? Well, sure. You've got to read a lot. If you don't like reading, you can't be a witch. <laughs> now you tell me. It's true. Really, it does take an intellect. I'm so sorry, but these. No, are I like arts. reading. I like reading. Yeah, these arts. Well, not everybody does, but these arts are intellectual. And I've actually had readers. People hated reading in my coven, but they did it because they were passionate about the topic. Right. What was the question again? I got a little derailed. Well, I didn't really. The first part that, of the right. question, because you you tagged on a, an end. Oh, good and bad. What is the difference between good and bad magic? Well, bad magic is self-serving, right? Evil, evil right? Well, it's self-serving. It serves self, um, ego. It serves the ego. Okay. It aggrandizes the ego, and it makes you sicker as a soul, where white magic is to improve the soul through the life experience. Oh. Now, so if you dabble with white magic... You're not going to have any kind of, because um, I know religious folks have tried to tell me before, any kind of magic is already damning your soul. So that's not the case, right? Like, Jesus, that. <laughs> right, right. Man, those Jews are pretty magical. They got the stuff that they like do the thing and the thing and the thing. And they so got the water, they walk on water thing. They, they uh, turn the water into wine and, you know, that's can be lucrative possibly, you know. They eat flesh. <laughs> There's the zombie <laughs> aspect. Yeah. Tom, your thoughts? Um, I have a I have a question. My wife recently told me um that when she was a child, that when she would sleep, she would levitate. And she hadn't. She just recently told me this. Oh really? Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, she's told me some other stuff that's happened. Like um, she was having an operation one time and she said she could see herself laying down. They were, they were overdosing her with the anesthesia. uh, She could see what was going on in the room and she could taste the anesthesia and she knew that they were trying to kill her. And somehow she, she came back to, and yelled at her dad, get me out of here. And right. so her dad got her out. So she's had stuff like that. I'm all, I've also had sleep paralysis before. Um, and I used to have an imaginary friend. I've talked to you, OP, about this before. So, but the levitation, what, what do you think that's? Well, I've heard it before. So I do know. But also your wife seems to be a targeted individual of the shadow realm. And also, if you've had sleep paralysis, you may also be a targeted individual. And that might be part of the reason why you find simpatico with your wife. Um, so the other, wow. why is she levitating? Well, obviously, in a past life, she got training. Okay. So in a past life, she was a spiritual person that sought training, that got training. And her soul has a huge guardian, a very freaking serious guardian that can take her out of anesthesia because they yeah she would have died she literally would have died but her guardian soul was there to save her ass completely like 100 without the other world without metaphysical she wouldn't be here today and she already agrees with that i can feel it she she knows that already um but yeah she, what i would suggest is her if she's not meditating to learn the meditation to meditate, just to meditate, just to clear the mind. And then she could have visions also because if she's targeted, there's a reason. I think she's had them before. She just doesn't, maybe doesn't know what to do with it. You know what I mean? Of course. And most people just throw it out of the brain immediately. Right. Huh. That's very interesting. I've heard that before. I, I've heard the, uh, the ch- especially in my childhood, I've heard other uh, children say that they had those experiences. So I've never all- levitated, but that sounds wild. <laughs> yeah, no, I I was always um, a fat guy. So I don't well, know if the, the physics would have worked. I don't know if this had anything to do with it, but her mom did acid before she was born, so. So hmm. the thing is, is what came first, the chicken or the egg? Did her mother have to take acid to have enough pineal juice to be able to give birth to this special baby? Pineal oh, juice, your psychic juice, your like pineal that. gland. So the mom probably needed to kickstart so that it could put more of the pineal juice in the baby. Makes sense. So your your wife is big psychic, obviously. <laughs> Got you. She probably just doesn't know this, you know? Well, it's she's a very, natural very, thing. If we don't very, call it psychic, it's just natural right. as a woman. She's very intelligent. Very strong. Uh, yeah. Lady. Um, yes. Chris has talked to her. He knows. Yeah. I thought I was in trouble and she wasn't even mad at me. <laughs> Like, if she's oh, very thanks. intelligent, she might also be intellectual, and that might be holding her back. It certainly held me back. How so? Just- so to get into heaven, one must be like a child. 
which means innocent, open, and ready to learn. When you're Sorry, too intellectual, you have a defensive mind, the no <laughs> mind, the, would you like to go? Nope. Would you want? Nope. The no mind, the defensive mind. That is not a child's mind. <laughs> so it's the why. It's the why mind, not the why not. Hmm. Wonder. I call myself Wonder Woman because I'm wondering all the time. Well, I call myself <laughs> Cornucopia of Wonder. <laughs> anyway. He's desperate for a joke. Give him a joke. <laughs> yeah, so I, I want to hit the buttons because I'm like a child. Come on, Twitter. Give us a joke. Tweet at us. Give us some jokes. All right. Well, we got a, a tweet right now from uh, a Seagraves mask guy. Here's a joke. Um, here we go. Why did the squirrel swim on its back? Why? Looks like an otter. To keep its nuts, <laughs> to keep its nuts dry. Thank you. Thank you, Seagraves <laughs> mask guy. Uh, that was inappropriate. Okay, moving I like on. I'm keeping my nuts dry too. So, there's I, nothing worse than soggy nuts. I mean, seriously. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But you know what? There is. It's sweaty balls. Sweaty balls are worse. Sweaty balls. Sweaty balls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you write that down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. That's a Saturday Night Live reference, y'all. Yeah, it's Alec Baldwin. There you go. Sweaty <laughs> balls. The killer, Alec Baldwin. The killer, the killer. So, you actually, you have a documentary <laughs> that was made about the sleep paralysis that you experience. What is that like having a whole documentary made not only just about you, but like something that I'm, uh, I'm assuming was traumatizing. It had to have been, well, at least it would have been for me. So I'm only speaking for me. But. It felt like vindication. It felt like justice. It felt like finally people are going to hear my story, you know, really, because it was so, <laughs> overly dramatic and traumatic and horrifying for so many years and still is sometimes yeah. that I felt like it was owed to me actually I felt <laughs> entitled to it because like god damn it I've been through the war and nobody knows you know well, and still yeah. if you watch the film you still don't get the full picture of my life obviously it's not just about me it's just right. about my problem but yeah, um, it should just give you a taste of how weird the Corinne actually is. <laughs> the I always feel like uh, as a writer, um, a creative person or whatever, I feel like nothing is wasted. And what you had just said, it was like the documentary was the culmination of that horrific experience and something good did come out of it. Yes. That's how I see it. Like, I yes, know. very much. Well, where can people find that, by the way? So um, the documentary is entitled The Nightmare, yeah. and it's by Rodney Asher, also the director of Room 237 and yeah. A Glitch in the Matrix. That's so right. you can check out Rodney Asher's films. He looks like Kubrick. He talks about Kubrick. It was a Kubrickian experience to be in his film, to meet him. I've met him quite several times because then I moved out to L.A. And then I got to hang out with the cast and yeah. other things, you know, almost like being a YouTuber. Wow. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. But you can find it on Netflix. Uh, you can find pirated copies everywhere. <laughs> the nightmare. Um, you hear so that? Yeah, look around. <laughs> yeah, I'll be looking them up. 
<laughs> yeah, there's pirate copies. I just found a brand new one. And so one of these days we'll do a watch along. I know we yes. wanted to watch along room 237, which is The Shining and about the fake moon landing. The and clues. then my movie comes next in chronological order. Then he shot The Nightmare about sleep paralysis, y'all. Now, what in your opinion... And I'll, I'll uh, this will be my last question before uh, we'll let Tom get in here because um, it's conspiring with Mr. Cooper. Um, what would you say that the sleep paralysis is? Because you had mentioned it earlier on and I'm not familiar yet. And uh, full disclosure, I need to watch the, the documentary, The Nightmare. Um, what in what conclusion have you come to? Like you said, it was like the the possession I don't want to uh, screw it up. <clears throat> the ultimate goal of the shadow man that I had in my nighttime nightmare space, yeah. his ultimate goal was to possess me and to run my body like a machine for evil, uh, to kick out the soul, basically. Wow. That never happened, thank goodness. But that was the ultimate goal. And I didn't know that because I didn't ask the question, like, what was the ultimate goal of the shadow until I was being filmed for the nightmare. There we are on the set, which is an apartment in LA. Yeah. And I'm laying down on the couch and they're still filming. And I'm like going into my sleep paralysis as a psychic so that I can grab the knowledge that I wanted. And that's what I found out that day on the couch in front of Rodney Asher with the tape. Now that is not in the film itself. And he told me it wouldn't be in the film. And I said, leave it because you might want to put it on the DVD later. <laughs> Special features. Yes, dude. Psychic lays down and grabs the real reason of sleep paralysis. But so who is the shadow? What is the shadow, dude? Yeah. Right? Only well, the shadow knows. Exactly. <laughs> Only the shadow knows. And I understand all of these things. You might not yet. But so <laughs> there we are with the Illuminati symbols. Um, oh, I was thinking the old shadow, like speaking of Alec Baldwin. Right, I got you. Thing. I was getting into something, a little layer. No, I'm a goofball. I'm a cheap No, you're, you're cool, man. The shadow um, looks like the shadow creature. Really? So when you're, in, yeah, the one that has a fedora. Now yeah. that's called The Hat Man. And I'm in a film called The Hat Man by Kyle J. Macias. The Hat Man true documented cases of pure evil because i actually saw a hat man when i was at an ayahuasca ceremony in hawaii but oh, i'd never seen a hat man before that but i'd heard of them right i'd been programmed with them but it was someone else's hat man i saw because i don't have a hat man i have the original primordial shadow right the original evil wow. situation and so other people see aliens Hat men, um, FBI men, what are those called? Men in black. G men, yeah. Oh, right. Mothmen, many, 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 many men of shadow origin. They're just in different costumes. And this is my point they wear costumes. I'm a Buddhist. I have been trained and thank goodness understand no form. When you become a Jedi, like Star Wars, you learn the no form, right? You shut your eyes and you feel the force. No form. And so the shadow man to me was as close to no form as possible. Just might as well said, I'm evil, bitch. Right. But when you get an alien or a hat man, you can question that because like, wait, man, 
Where'd you get your, where'd you get that fedora? Did you get that at the ghost town down the street? Where'd you get a fedora? Right? Where the <laughs> fedoras from? Thank I think you. I met that guy. Yeah. And so it's the um it's the fashion of darkness. And if darkness has a fashion, then darkness is also fictional fake on a very real level that most people will never get to. But this fiction is what rubs on us. So I call it fiction friction. This yeah. fiction rubs on our soul to go from lead to gold. And that's how we grow as souls through this horror, trauma, and problems. If you're really doing life right. I've had uh, my own fedora man growing up. There you go. And he, I believe this is one thing that didn't come out yet. It's he, an ancestor. You're related to that boogeyman. This is a bloodline hor- thing. That is horrifying because who I'm referring to is a guy named Freddy Krueger. I had Freddie in my dreams too. I had a very, uh, we finished it though. We got to a conclusion, me and my horror monster. So what happened to you? It's ongoing. Uh, you still have Freddie? <laughs> you to call me. I even met Robert Englund, the guy who played him. So oh my God. Was... he feels so guilty. That's what I got from him psychically. That he feels guilty that he did Freddie. Oh no. yeah, he's, he's a nice guy though. <laughs> What if you don't remember your dreams? Then you may be dreaming while you're awake. So think about that. So if you're very imaginative, your pineal is awake during the day, you're having visions, these kinds of things, you might not dream at night. If you smoke a lot of weed, you might dream during the day and you might not dream at night. But I do know Morpheus and you can tell Morpheus I told you to call him. Morpheus is the Greek god of dreams, and he can bless you if you are dedicated and say your prayers. Now, do dream catchers work? Oh, sorry. No, I was um, one of the last dreams I did remember. uh, I I probably don't want to, you know, I don't want to go there again. So maybe it's better I don't dream at night. Does that make sense? That's personal. Yeah. It's a personal thing, but I could never shut out my dream world personally yeah. <laughs> because it tells us things. Got you. Right. And I don't get avoid being told things and I'm sure it might've been horrific, but it doesn't mean your dreams are destroyed forever, dude. That's your domain. That's your domain. You go own that shit. Don't let it chase you away. Okay. So what about, um, dreams that have happened i had a couple dreams when i was in prison and when i was after i got out um something triggered it and i remembered exactly what was going on at that point in time like a warning like usually it's a warning well just all the time no i don't get them all the time i i well it's been a while since i was a long time since i was in prison but um yeah so like one dream i had um I was, I was woken up. I, and I didn't know where I was at at the time. Um, and some, somebody said something and it triggered the whole, like I, like I knew I've been here before. You know what I mean? The deja vu trigger. Yeah. 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 It was weird. Um, I just was wondering if you had anything on that. Well, it actually, it happens to me a lot. So it's not, that odd in in my world however getting out of being in jail getting out of jail is a time of high stress and pressure and that can bring out our psychic juices got you 
Uh, and a lot of children that have been abused or sexually molested, if they haven't shut down their stuff, are very psychic. Oh, I Trauma causes you to be more psychic because it becomes a uh, survival mechanism. Got you. And they use trauma as a way with the MK Ultra stuff. To break the ego. They're breaking your ego, but they're also breaking your psyche itself. And psyche, people think it means your brain. It doesn't. It means your soul. Psyche means soul. Psychology of this is the study of the meat brain only. But it's called psychology, which is psyche, which is a Greek goddess. So they've actually mislabeled themselves. They should just be called Nazis are us. <laughs> Operation Paperclip. Thank you. <laughs> Now, do you think that dream catchers are, do they work? Maybe that's what you need, Tom, a dream catcher. <laughs> um, it's all about your um, devotion, dedication, love, and some belief, some belief, just to believe that it could work. Maybe it's possible it could work. But when you have a more metaphysical mind, other than just your everyday mundane knock on wood mind, if you are always probing at the mysteries, like knocking at the door of mysteries, then you're always going to get these little extra oomphs metaphysically in your life, little joys. And um, somebody asked earlier about when you first start to meditate or when you first start to get into paganism, they just think it's all evil. And But if you put yourself in white light and you protect yourself, you'll be fine. No, uh-uh. The thing that <laughs> happens is that when you start tapping at your subconscious in, in meditation and in prayer, and you're saying, I want to know my full self, yeah. you're going to get guardians at the gate. You're going to get fairies and imps that mess with you, that hide your keys. You're going to get messed with. And even in um, some sand cultures, which I don't know where this comes from, but they call Satan. This is where the word Satan comes from, uh, some Arabian something or other. And it's Satan's. Satan, many little Satans, which are basically like evil fairies. Okay. So if we could just like go back a few root sections back to when we were Druids and Irish and Scottish and everything, then we can see not all the little creatures are evil or bad, but there are imps and they will mess with you. But if you have the wrong mindset, you're going to think that is Satan himself. And so that's why mindset is so important. And you must be like a child to even begin to understand the mysteries. Well, I feel like they all reside in Moonsocket, Rhode Island right now. You know what I mean? But I wanted to ask, you just mentioned, oh. Yes, sir. You had mentioned, uh, you know, the, the Celtics and everything. Uh, for for those that are not familiar, and, and even myself, uh, runes. Oh yeah, runes. runes, runes. What what's behind runes, basically? What is behind runes? The ask the rune, right? Um, do me a favor <laughs> while I explain this. Can you please? Can you go get a rune? Uh, um, okay. Um, I'm gonna give you the link. I would like you to try this if you're bringing up runes. The, it, with me, should I, not, should, I, should I not do that? Then I'm gonna facade.com. Hang on a second. Okay, check out this website. I hope it's the right one. It's in the private chat. Yeah. But if that's the right website, then it will take you to uh, get a rune reading for free. Yeah, I do it. It's the right one. So the second option. 
to the right is the rune reading. And while you're busy doing that, you're going to pick one rune. Don't worry what color it is. Don't worry. It's going to ask you to pick what kind of runes you want. It doesn't matter, but you want to pick the single rune reading. So I want to go get my rune book and everything now. It's so exciting. So <laughs> um, I'm get excited because you're connected to the runes. Okay. Like this is extra. This is not normal excitement over runes. Oh, right? okay. It's yeah. Coming from you in particular. So Odin, Odin is the god of the runes. Really? How's that, Corinne? Well, I'll tell you. Odin went to, well, this is one of them. Odin went to the well of Myrden, which is Merlin, and plucked out his eyeball so that he could drink from the well of Myrden and gain the sight of future knowledge. And freaking Odin's a god, which means he didn't have it. Wow. So he'd take his freaking eye and give it to get it. So I feel very blessed and special to be psychic because he's a god. So the other thing that Odin did was he hung upside down on the Yggdrasil tree for, we don't know, 30 days, we'll say. So he hung up upside down like the hanged man from the tarot on it on the tree. And then the runes hit him in the third eye on like the 20 something day, right? Wow. And so he, he downloaded it. That's what we say, he downloaded the entire runic system. And the elder Futhark is what it's called. And that's what I work with, the elder Futhark. And of course it's been dumbed down over the generations. But when you go to the original, which we still have, you can still get that good Viking essence and you can feel it. And then it works <laughs> and then Odin comes and then everything's good. So yeah. Runes. Did you get a rune? I uh, I entered the uh, the website and then it um, it's giving me like options to go to like a celebrity thing and I'm like I told you runes is the second option. It looks like a piece of stone with the R on it. I think. Oh yeah, here we go. Oh okay, yeah yeah. With an you just R pick one rune. Tom, you can do this too. The link <clears throat> the link is in the private chat. I'm oh, doing so this on my phone, so. Oh, I see. I'll be right back when I get my. I wonder where my rune book is. Let me see. I've got all my books here. So, Tom, while uh, while we're doing that, you want to hear one more uh, classic sure. joke? Hit me with it. What comes after sixty-nine? Uh, uh, seventy. I don't know. Mouthwash. <laughs> Cigarette. So did you did you get a rune? I uh, <laughs> it's giving me some crap here, so I'm just gonna tell you I, I I picked thorn if that makes any sense. Okay, how do we spell it? T H O R N. Oh. I wonder what that other name is. Do you know do you see a, like a weird name next to it? Oh, it's Thurzaz. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thurzaz. So that's Thursday. T-H-U-R-I-S-A-Z. Thurzaz. Now, this is just going to be straight from here because I can't find my book. What rune represents Odin and Zeus? Okay. <laughs> that would have been weird. Thurz is Icelandic Norwegian. Now, what do they rep just for people that uh, are kind of like me, like with the runes? Um, in a simplistic way, like what 
what do they represent? Where do they come from? Like how um, are they basically, is it like tarot in a way, but just like with stones? Like Now, you are, well, I would say, personally, would say that the runes are a religious system. Okay. You don't use the runes unless you're going to talk to Odin or someone from the Nordic pantheon. Honestly, I think you have to have a friend on that side to be able to use them or also um, ancestors, places you came, your bloodline came from and that kind of thing yeah. kind of influences. Wow. Um, but Thur, uh, Thor is as, Thor is as, literally means giants, strong one, resistance. Wow. Yes, yeah, hmm. so you should look that up later if you have any interest in the runes because you asked oh, questions about runes. Yeah, no, I did. Yeah, I uh, I always wondered about that thorn one because I had heard that it was it had like a negative connotation to it for some reason. I always you have, there's there's positive and negatives to each rune and each tarot card. So right. yeah, I guess That's they're true. both systems of divination, tarot mm -hmm. and runes. But I think runes have more of a spiritual connection. <clears throat> and also, I'm an ancient Egyptian. I did live in ancient Egypt. I had one of my best lives there, which means a peak life. And so I believe the tarot came from Egypt originally, came with the gypsies out of Egypt. <laughs> right. Right. And so I connected with the tarot like boom, right. like completely 100%. And I think that's my Egyptian past life. But I also connected with the runes on that Nordic. Well, I was I was Celtic past life. So also your bloodline. Wow. Tom, your thoughts. Um, I want to ask her a question. Um, is Kundalini and sex magic the same thing? To many ignorant Westerners, it totally is. Can you give right. an explanation? I honestly, personally, like I've tried to learn what sex has to do with Kundalini, okay. but I can't. I, I don't understand it, literally. Um, I was sexless when I had my awakenings. Most of the time, I did not have a man around, so there's no way <laughs> that that's what triggered it. That's weird. I, I have right here, it says, can magic make for a better sex life? <laughs> I actually wrote it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm uh, a I mean, child. <laughs> I the intent, though, what if it's like um, a positive intent, like you're, does that matter? Okay, question. Let's define some terms, shall we? <laughs> What's Kundalini, Tom? Uh, I'm not sh really sure. So you're asking me a question yeah. that you Where? couldn't possibly understand the answer to. Is that the truth? Mm, probably. Shame on you, Tom. You're no way. No shame. No shame in the blaming that, that game. Term? Where did you? No, no. I'm just I'm, I'm fucking around. Okay. No, no, Tom. Um, where did you hear that term from? Because I've heard Thank that you. term before, too. I, right. I Why um, are you asking? Do, well, is it like some type of meditation? Um the kundalini part anyway okay so first we'll just say what was kundalini right yeah and krishna gopi god damn it krishna krishna gopi krishna thank you gopi krishna actually is on youtube from way back in the day talking about his awakening and so what you'll get from most indian mystics will tell you that there is a serpent around an egg in the base of your spine 
And when you begin to awaken the Kundalini, the serpent, it rises through the chakra system, the seven seals, the Bible, and it breaks those MF and seals all the way up to the crown chakra. And then you become enlightened like the Buddha or anointed like the Christ. It's all the same. It's totally the same, right? So there's no reason to fight between religions. It's all the same. I <laughs> so agree. That's the that's your book, expl- your mystic book explanation. That's yeah. not happened to me. I my consciousness did that thing where it went boom, enlightenment, and I got stuck in the bardo, which is the hell realm where the shadow man lives, and all the icky stuff happens from the collective unconscious of humankind. Our human family collects a lot of psychic trash. And dad here too. Have to go in that. But I also went beyond to what I call muggle heaven, which is regular people heaven. But then I also went beyond that into astral realms beyond this world. And so I have that on here. Thank you. <laughs> so Kundalini, it's it's like the very, very first time you opened those peanuts and the snakes flew out the very first time and that shocked you. That's right. Kundalini. I actually have a video on it. I have a whole video series on Kundalini on YouTube. And that entire series is talking about my step-by-step process going through it. So if anyone is interested, just go to Cult Priestess YouTube and look up Kundalini and you'll see my like eight, nine part series. But I was introduced into heaven and beyond. Like my real life stopped. I stopped understanding that I needed to eat that I needed sleep, that what's bathing? You mean I I smoke cigarettes? What? You know, I forgot addictions and all kinds of things because I was literally like my soul and not a person at that time. You weren't bound by the the flesh. And I don't, yeah, it was like being a a free bird in a trapped body, which I don't really wish on anyone, but they say it's the greatest blessing that can happen to a person. Yeah, yeah. You know how they are. (laughs) That reminds me. What are your thoughts on the 21 grams experiment? The idea of weighing. Of the heroic dose? Is that what you're saying? I think it was like this doctor in Massachusetts, I think in the 20s, he he wanted to prove that the soul weighed something. Oh, right. And yeah, I heard all about that. And then at, at death. We do lose 21 grams less every time. Yeah. Well, I would say, because I've thought about that a lot, believe it or not, it's the kind of thing I wonder, right? Me too. (laughs) Right? I think that's the actual physical light that science has measured within the body that they can point at as the soul. There's an actual physical light in the heart and the pineal gland that science has measured. Obviously, I don't know this. I'm not in a chemical lab, but they did. And I would say that's the part that goes woof and transforms into the, the other being you are on the other side. Yeah, I always thought it was the energy that we all, like all uh, life forms have, you know, and then they, as the process of the energy, uh, nature is always recycling itself, you know, and you could come back just, you could be part of a a tree growing just like, just by being in the soil, if you're buried or if you're cremated, that your particles are in the, anyway, Tom, that's not you. That's just your body. No form. That's true. You're right. You're right. 
Can you explain the pineal gland for um, our viewers? Because I'm not sure if most of them even know what that means or what it is. And the pituitary gland works together with the with the um, your third eye as well. Yes. Does it? I'm not sure how much they've tracked that, but you do want everything to be as optimal as possible for psychic work, especially your hormones. And I think pituitary is working with your hormones because your hormones (laughs) create your moods. They create your moods. So if you're Doritos and pop tarts kind of guy, then your moods might be shit because your whore is moaning. Okay. (laughs) Your body, you're treating it like a whore. Hopefully, yeah. Hormones. So we I hope that learning, sticks into We're learning head. great stuff right now, Chris. I did not know any of this. It okay. makes absolute sense to me, though. That my horror is moaning? No, 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 just what she was explaining to us. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, the third eye and the pineal. Yeah. And the okay, so your pineal gland, uh, we always call it the third eye. I only started calling it the pineal gland when that Dippy book came out, DMT, the spiritual mo- spirit molecule. That's you right. know, And he was paid by the government to make that book, by the way, kids. He's just brainwashing you. Ugh. I've heard that. Rick Strassman. <laughs> I have his book right <laughs> back there. I should do like some rock and roll stuff and like rip it on air, you know. We could do that for Halloween. (laughs) So anyway, your third eye is the eye that sees, the eye that knows, the eye that is the true I, me, I am, I am the third eye. So it's a gateway to God if you're doing it right. Or it's a gateway to, and a lot of conspiracies theorists can fall into this and even sometimes i get like hoodwinked and blinded some you know for a minute sometimes um we fall we can fall into that trap of everything is terrible and horrible always and every time everywhere and that can be a shadow over the third eye that can be a box that your brain is in how do you get out of that how do you break that cycle go outside get on a piece of grass and get into that piece of grass like it is the one thing in this whole planet and you really meld with that one little blade of grass make it your god for a moment and it will reset you recalibrate you bring you back to zero point which is where buddhists always try to be at a zero like everything's cool and we're just ready for the next thing (laughs) they call this grounding yes yeah yeah, that would be a very intense grounding. <laughs> but you know what? I'm a very strict teacher because it, they are too. And I teach myself strictly. And so when I say, you got to get into that grass. I mean, who else is going to tell you that, really? Right. Wow. Now, are there, in your opinion, are there any respectable pagan horror movies? I think I had I texted you before about that. That mm-hmm. ones that don't mock paganism, but ones that you're where you're like, okay, you know, that, that's scary and it, it's representative of, you know, how it's usually uh, good and evil with all that, but something like with nature, because I was actually writing in an environmental. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I hear you. <laughs> it doesn't exist. <laughs> all right, then. And if I was going to make a pagan movie, it would not be a horror movie. And also in real life, if any regular person were going to make a pagan movie, it would be about sex. Okay. As the Karma Sutra, now that you open that door a little bit here. um, From Kundalini to Karma Sutra. 
Well, that, <laughs> that could be the horror movie that I'm talking about. It's only, it would be it's a only, horror movie. It's only horrific to the squares. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Um, now, is the Karma Sutra have its roots in paganism at all? It's Hindu. I mean, and you could say so because Hindus are not Christians that technically they are pagan. <sighs> okay. Anybody who's not a Christian or an Abrahamic is automatically pagan or satanic. Is that kind of like how what the Semite thing is? Would you? It's a whole them? politic thing. Okay. okay. Right? Isn't that politics? And don't don't the the Jewish people not the Jewish people but the Abrahamics in general? Yeah. They're taught that they're better than us. That we're some kind of. Infidel, not infidel, but they have a certain no, word. Uh, it's a word. Yeah, they call us goyim. Goyim. Oh, I'm thinking of the other one. There's another word and, too. And then they make golem out of goyim, dude. Golem yeah. out of goyim. Now, Tom that, knows. that what Lord of the Rings? Is that, <laughs> no, it's uh, they actually make dead things come to life, and it's called a golem. Oh, I've heard of that. That's that's mm -hmm. their version of like a like a monster or a demon, right? Zombie. A zombie. But it's not a person. They made it out of mud. That's what I yeah. Because Charles Bronson was supposed to star in a movie in 1988 for New World Pictures, and they never ended up making it. And you're like, what is he talking about right now? It's but called also, Wonder Woman was made that way in the original Wonder Woman out of clay, series, right? By her oh. mother, a goddess. And, uh, and yeah, like a homunculus, right? I don't know the difference between a golem and a homunculus, except for golem is the original word. Um, I I think the um the homunculus is an alchemical process. Um, I'm not I, I'm not too sure about you know what I mean. I've only Are you seen seeing it twins. Do you see two people in wood cut out pictures with? cauldrons and stuff that it's actually a little guy inside of a, a of glass the, the container yeah okay yeah and he's usually he's a little plant he's got right. a little plant coming out of his head yes. and that's us we are in the test tube the test tube is the matrix <laughs> wow that's uh that's, i don't know um, what do you got over there chris is that like a stream deck or something what is that over there what's making the noises Oh no! I had some bad uh, fruit roll-ups earlier, so it's fine. <laughs> right. No, but I'm into your style, Chris. I like it. I want some more sound effects. Um, <laughs> how do how do the elites utilize magic, both white and black? I don't think they do white magic because why would a demon even conceive or consider? Because well, that was that was Tom's question. Mine was the black magic. It's okay. No, no. <laughs> I have to admit, I've never been accepted by the dark circles, except for hanging out with Masons in LA, which I did. It was very intense. But really? um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to get into that right oh, now. No, 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 I'm just no. saying I've never been in a black circle, except for the Masons over there in LA. <laughs> so I'm trying to preface like, well, maybe there was one time. But otherwise, never, never black magic -y. I'm not around those people. I don't about, enjoy the what, circles or the vibe. What about so everything the, I say. The Illuminati, maybe? Maybe the Illuminati. The Illuminati, maybe. What? Illuminati means enlightened. So they're the opposite. That's what they do. Take and I'm, twist. Take and I'm twist. An, I'm an idiot. Anyway. Not at all. <laughs> you, you look for ways to find. 
to sound like an idiot, but you don't find them very often. <laughs> hey, Tom, I'm telling you, have some confidence, damn it. We'll get through this. <laughs> Absolutely. But with all that tete I forgot the question. Yeah, no, that's all right. No, I mean like the, uh, no, how the elites like to use. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're using, this is the thing that I haven't been able to say yet that I think I might be able to say today. So we call it sympathetic magic. What do the elites do? The conspiracy theorists call it protect. Projective, projective programming. That's hilarious. My spirit guides are here. Um, so what is it? Programming? Predictive. Yeah. Predictive programming. Yeah, synchronicity too. Well, I'm the synchronicity would be on the magical side, and, and that was coined by Young, so we know it's on the magical side. Okay. Right? Maybe that's right. But I keep losing the plot of what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here it is. The elites utilizing dark magic. Take a note. <laughs> All right. So, so when you yes. say sympathetic magic. Sympathetic magic. What we learn in Buckland's Big Blue Book of Witchcraft by Raymond Buckland in the first two chapters. So this is like super easy, kids. I got it at go. I've known this for years. Oh. Is that they have to run the exercises, the drills. Of course, I'm using your language now. What they have to do is pre-ritual of a ritual. And the only thing that we simpletons have to go back to is the Native Americans. I think most of us remember that the Native Americans and our, all of our ancestors used to do a mock hunt before they went on a hunt, right? right? Yeah. And they would mock success of that hunt. And then everyone celebrates and it's all wonderful. And what do they do? They, they set this emotional tone among the tribe, right? This success, we will win the day, we will feed our families, we will clothe everyone, it's gonna be freaking awesome. That's what that ritual is all about. And then they put on their makeup, they do their thing and they go out and it actually happens. So that is sympathetic magic because you are grabbing that moment of the hunt, right? That generic moment of the hunt. You just grab it. You take it into yourself. You tell it what it's going to be or program it. But this is very emotional. And people who are just intellectual cannot do this because the brain doesn't do it. The heart does. Right. Okay? So I think that the elites are doing this through a dark energetic power that I don't know because I'm always pulling on the power of love and God, the, the light. So I don't know their energy source, but I would call it evil. <laughs> like their electricity is some evil crap that is here again, like I said, fiction, friction to grow the soul. Wow. I hope that answered the question. So they're kind of like psychic vampires. They are, but also they're intentionally setting up the entire world as a game board, generation after generation, and setting their plans in place and then executing them through evil. Basically, to watch us suffer is that kind of their their gig. It's funny when you said watch us because I heard watch. Watchers. The watchers. Oh, yeah. They're watching yeah. us for real. Private eyes are watching, watching you. But I also see them kind of working for God because 
the evil, God can see through evil's eyes too. If you're doing wrong, evil is surrounding you. God can see that shit too. So on the top of the game board is always God. So if you go with God, you'll be good. And I guess that that is like a really simple thing to say at this point, you know, because we have said some complicated things and I just want to make it simple. God loves you. Love God back. <laughs> right. And it didn't play, damn it. I heard it. I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> I, I, had, I had to hit that one because the other one didn't work. So, yeah. We heard it. But, Chris, you're looking to make fun of yourself so no one else does. It's weird. <laughs> I'm the king of that. I'm the king of, the king of wishful thinking, too. Well, that can be pretty powerful if put the right way. I've been telling you, Tom. No, absolutely. I haven't. I as long as that. it's not denial. Denial by seven dust. I like denial that of the fittest. Well, there's that, but also, um, not the I, fittest. <laughs> I had written. What are your thoughts on? Uh, well, not the song. Though, what are your thoughts on God? But what are your thoughts on dreams in general? Dreams are a way for the other side and our inner self to communicate with us, to recalibrate our systems, to remind us of things, to warn us about things. It's it's like a GPS AI talking thing. Like I'm trying to put it in modern terms. Let's put it in the ancient terms. It is the highway of the gods that I stick my head into and out of. <laughs> now, is there anything creepy about that whole process? Sleep. Thank you. So, it depends on where you're going and who you're going to see and what level your consciousness is on. If your level, if your consciousness is in a hell state, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's not just depression, kids. Everybody freaking this world depresses you. That is totally normal. I'm talking about hell state of I screwed over my neighbor. I stole money from my cat. I didn't flush the toilet. <laughs> you know, they that kind of stuff. Toilet. That's going to darken your aura, and that's going to hide yeah, you from God. The and there is mm. nothing worse than separation from God. Tom, yes, do sir. Do you, you think we can connect through dreams in general? Um, I, I that um, Chris, uh, I believe we're a lot um, more special than what we're led to believe. Um, Throughout the years, we've just been dumbed down and all kinds of bad stuff thrown at us, and we've sucked it all. You know, it's, it's amazing we live as long as we do with all the stress and bad chemicals and whatever it is they're thrown at us, you know? We're pretty amazing, pretty amazing beings, and uh, I think we're capable of a lot more than, than what we've led to believe, you know, than, than, what, than what we do. Right. Jesus said you can do these things and more. Thank you, Tom. Um, I have a I have a question now. Um, when they say Jesus walked on water, do you think that was a metaphor, or what? Did he really do that? <laughs> I, I got people arguing upstairs. It was a metaphor. No, he really did it. No. Um, <laughs> so I'm supposed to say it's a metaphor, but I believe he could do it. I believe we could all do it, but it's a metaphor. In my official answer. Uh, you'll follow. learn more about it being a metaphor than if it actually happened. You would learn, you wouldn't learn much if oh Jesus walked on water. That's not gonna teach you anything, right? Gotcha. 
Now, what? Because I believe the same as well. you. I, I believe what OP thinks. I think he did. I think he knew some type of vibrational, you know, how to make, how to hum the, the right vibration or whatever. And well, for years, uh, levitated across the water. Well, now, like when I talk to people like Harps or you guys, you know. I'm starting to have a more open mind about it. I originally thought that he was a very, very good guy that did a lot of good for people around him and that maybe they elevated him to a godlike status in the books and all that. But maybe he did have some kind of ability to do that. So I'm open to anything. Yeah. Well, Chris, if you study ancient yogis, mystics, those kinds of people, that stuff yeah. happens every day. Go walking on water and stuff. Yeah, it just kind of becomes like that's what they that's what those people could do. Well, I do hear all the time that human beings do have like when people will laugh and say, Oh, yeah, what well, you because I like superheroes and things like that. But I've heard human beings the original superheroes were Greek, <laughs> they can have superpowers even today. God can give you superpowers. Have you ever heard about the story where the woman, her kid was under the car? I was just going to lift the car up. Yes. That's what I was going towards. Yeah, yeah. But that's high stress, high pressure. That's not every day cooking a meal for your family. (laughs) Right, right, right. That's adrenaline kicking in, whatever adrenaline. That's where science would come in and you'd have to become a super soldier because God would never give you that kind of ability because it would mess you up. You know, that's actually discompassionate. That's like Captain America stuff, right? Steve Rogers, right, Tom? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I get that. Super soldier. Captain America thing. Um, now, I, I have a, a question. Sorry, Chris. I didn't mean to cut you off, brother. Um, oh, you didn't. Uh, now, is manifestation and prayer kind of the same, same thing? What do you mean by manifestation? Um. Let me help. Ask, Do you mean ask. thoughts are things? And if you think it, you can make it happen kind of thing? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I would call that new age bullshit and prosperity gospel. Me so too. new age bullshit, I call it that in particular because Mark Passio has a video, a, a long lecture on new age bullshit and how to spot it. So I do have that also on my Rockfin channel. I did a watch along of it. So go look for Mark's original or mine on the Rockfin channel. Wow. So why is it new age bullshit? (laughs) Because so Greg Braden, I believe in the film, The Secret, I think, said thoughts are things. And so you're getting brainwashed with nihilism. There is no God. That's basically what he freaking said. There's no God. And that's very upsetting to me, but no one like really understood that when he said it, but I do. And so I've been mad at him ever since. We, when we're doing magic or manifestation, we work with God in conjunction with God. Right. And these people are working with their ego in conjunction with selfish evilness and sometimes so, actually evil, you know. So like, what I'm, I think maybe I, so when I pray, I ask, I don't ask for things for me. Um, well, and it's not that I pray, it's more of a meditation kind of thing. And I talk to God and I ask, you know, peace on earth, 
stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, I pray for other people if they're sick, you know, stuff like that. And so is that kind selfless of things, right? Selfless things. Is that, is that different than, um, manifestations? I guess that's what I'm trying to say or ask. Yes, it I don't is. Know. It's definitely different. Um, manifestation, usually you'll have some kind of a little mojo bag, some kind of little trinket, some, a crystal, something that you're working with a little tool and then you're wishing or hoping over it. So it is a ritual when you're actually manifesting, but what you're doing is just, I say, just go one step further. If you don't already, maybe you didn't mention it. Maybe you already do, but just talk to God about your personal, personal feelings about personal life and what are you doing here? Why am I here, God? What do you want me to do? You know, those kinds of questions that will get more of a juicy conversation between you and God. Got you. Okay. God is proactive. You got to get proactive and God gets proactive back. Right. Because it's every, every act of magic is co-creating with God, white magic, real magic. So every time you have an orgasm, you've co-created that little experience with yeah God. how do you get more of that by the way <laughs> i'm not an expert on that chris <laughs> no hurting and asking i guess you know what i mean i'm um, not i don't seek pleasure the way you might oh no i was asking, <laughs> I was asking for a friend that's all friend that lives in canada <laughs> who's probably uncircumcised if they live in canada uh, uh oh who's a female but yeah oh okay <laughs> Hopefully, definitely, unless she's in India. She's she's uncircumcised. Did anyone get that joke? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Um, what about word magic? Oh. What, like Jamatria? Um, well, um, no, like... Uh, like when they do the whole triangle people. of... Um, let me think about this for a second. Um. Well, you got numerology, and then you got ley well, lines. There's which... word magic that actually is abracadabra, oh, and then you yeah. keep going downward until you just get to A. It's a oh. downward triangle. I don't do it because it's Abrahamic. Thank you very much. Abracadabra is Abrahamic. But that is one of the word magic. So if you kids just want to go look up the Abrahamic inverted triangle of abracadabra, you'll find it. It's in Almost every magical book that has Aleister Crowley featured. Oh, he's connected to that? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, oh, it's his fanboys. They put oh, everything oh. in his camp. Wow. <laughs> so his oh. fanboys are the ones that are writing books nowadays. Okay, because when I thought the inverted uh, triangle was something kind of cool, I thought like... Uh, it can be. Uh, it's an elemental symbol for South. It's no big deal. But the way a... they're using it is with, with abracadabra of manifestation. Hello? <laughs> That's what abracadabra is for. Instant manifestation or open, open sesame kind of thing. I thought it was a vagina. Well, it seems like you have sex going on in your head. Yeah, Tom. What's going on with that? In uh, your head. Um, you're hey, you're just asking, you're just asking questions, though. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm trying, yeah. I don't, I <laughs> maybe got sex going on in the head, Chris. I don't know what to tell you, brother. I got a question. Okay, wait a minute. I got a quick smoke. <laughs> yeah.
Okay, so I guess when I mean uh, word magic, like, say uh, I'm talking to somebody and I cussing at them and stuff like that. Is that like, with, Curse you know, magic, I'm, right? I'm, obviously I'm with bad intentions. Does right. that affect these uh, another person? Can that or? It like, will energetically affect. Cursing, right? The idea of cursing out somebody, right? Is that what you're talking about, Tom? Yeah. Okay. Huh. The words themselves, do they hold substance? Well, on a metaphysical level, when you say fuck, Whoa. there's more weight to it. There's just more weight to it because it's never usually said in glee or joy. Right. So well. just in general, there's more weight to that word in cursing in general, right? But when your emotional body and aura are all red and flushed and you are punching psychically at the other person, is it going to affect them? Unless they have, what, Asperger's, unless they're emotionally shut down and done. Yeah, you're affecting them. You're affecting their aura even. You're changing the ripples and patterns of their energy field. You're affecting their heart and mind and you're freaking them out usually. But, you know, we've got a lot of different people in this world. So people react differently. Right. Okay. That makes sense. I'm still with you. Just, uh, I'm, uh, I'm at the mall right now and people don't want to be on camera. But, but uh, okay. Pants, folks. You'll be right back. Now I'm putting, <laughs> putting my pants on. Yeah. <laughs> now, OP. Oh, ow, ow. I just hit myself. Oh. Why don't you rinse your mouth out? <laughs> All right. I think I heard her. Let me see. Did she say that I'm going to rinse my mouth out? Was yeah, so that was the punchline of the joke you said earlier. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, oh, the 69. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now I get it. Um, and then seven, eight, nine. I couldn't believe it. Seven, eight. No, oh, I have a question for you. What do you think of the numbers three, six, and nine? Oh yeah, goddess numbers. Did you ask a pagan? It's the goddess numbers. Three is the empress. Six is the lovers. And nine is the hermit, so three, six, nine. But in uh, paganism, a regular old Wicca that we do regard those, they're just numbers. We're not so, I mean, numbers and letters don't make any sense in dreams, nor do they really in spiritual practice. And so when we get into numbers and letters in this sense, we are going over to the intellectual side of the mind oh, that yeah. tries to chew and think things through and be an adult when it isn't. Oh, wow. So we go back to the childlike mind and go, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> hmm. Oh, wow. So so would you say that um, – that was just being mugged. Sorry about that. Um, so when the numerology, you put a lot of stake in, into that? Like when they talk about things like with 9-11 connected to it? Oh, God, yes. With the elites, 100%. They are definitely using their own form of yeah. numerology. Whatever they could steal from pagans and tribal people in other cultures, they did. They've taken all of our stuff through crowdsourcing, right, throughout oh, the wow. ages. They've crowdsourced and taken all the good stuff for themselves and left us the scraps. 
That's what I thought. Yeah, because uh, I have a friend that a guy named uh, Tony Erdeburn. He, he Tony. That's right. That's right. I got someone. Oh, okay. I'm being mugged again. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so I'm about we, to get mugged too. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah. So with the ley lines. Don't mug I, me. Well, yeah, I'm only human. No, we're <laughs> all getting mugged at the same time. The point is, you get mugged again. No, that was a bad one. <laughs> Don't get mugged again. Don't get mugged again. No, uh, yeah, no, uh, ley lines. What's your take? You love getting laid on the ley lines. <laughs> that sounds fun for sure. Yeah. So so ley lines are like my... They're magnetic energy fields throughout the earth. They're like um, Mother Earth's veins of energetic stuff. And the Druids knew it. And the ancients knew it. And they put neat things on them, on the ley lines. Um, you can find water with a stick. That has something to do with ley lines. Um, even in England, if you really look up the past history of the queens, the kings, and how they put their shit together, sorry, how they built their towns, then it's ley lines. Now, now, are you able to um, say uh, certain words on your on your Rockfin? I can say anything on Rockfin. Okay, so fuck it. So here we We're go. We're on Twitter, <laughs> too, remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do it all the time. Yeah, we talk, we, yeah, me and Tom, we, we talk about. Uh, I try not to cuss. It's just a me thing. Unless I'm like really mad. Me too. I try to. I tell everyone, you know, you got to stop doing that because it's, you know, it's only bad words are. Uh, no, there's no bad words. Only bad intentions, right? Well, when you use it conservatively, it has more pack, more punch. That's right. That's why when you hear Jerry Seinfeld say, you know, something. Or Sally Field. That's I mean, I mean, just an innocent, like dumb person. Sorry, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> or Mr. Bean, yeah, or Mr. Bean, or Ernest, or something, or Pee Wee, or something. Then it has more power. It has that oomph that you're. Yes, exactly. About. So you can cultivate that in your own personality if you like. Yeah, cult of personality. That was a, uh, <laughs> cult a band. Of vegan. Yeah, the cult of vegans. There you go. Is that what you said. <laughs> Ask to cultivate for- is to grow into God in your own damn soul. Damn it. <laughs> That's what I was telling people on. Uh, that's a whole other thing, but astral projection. How do I do it and how fast? Some people are born astral projecting. I didn't get that. I didn't get that. Right? Idea. So the more you meditate and become familiar with other states of consciousness, i.e., your consciousness going into other states, <laughs> the more likely you are to astral project. But it's not a gift that everyone gets. Can you can you work on it though? Of course, anything. I believe that God has like all this treasure and stuff. If you're working, like there's so many, not I'm not to brag, not to flex, but there's so many different ways I can read a person. I can pick up their jewelry. I can read their car keys. I can read their tarot. I can read their mind. I can read their heart. I'm multifaceted, talented because I kept God, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. And God's like, okay, okay. Keep spoon feeding me like a baby. But I had to have humility for that. Now, do you think that, do we have the ability to be able to time travel through dreams? 
Sure, but time isn't real, so you might get lost. That's a good point. <laughs> That's the whole thing about timelines, which is another part of nihilism that they are pushing oh. in these days with religion is total nihilism. So if there's different timelines, and if you wake up in the wrong side of the bed, you wake up in the hell timeline, mm -hmm. and then you do something and you somehow fix a jiggy thing and then you wake up in the right timeline and trump's no longer president kind of thing that shit is bullshit because we understand time time is saturn saturn right is is alive because roman roman stole the greek gods so who is the greek god of time it's chronos we go back to chronos what's his issue restriction so in order to be born on earth, incarnated into a physical body as a soul, we must have a mechanism called time. You're killing me, you know, because I like the idea of time travel. <laughs> if we're going to grow anything, we have to grow it through the time system. So you never actually get out of time. Unless right. you're in the metaphysical, the other realm, your consciousness is in another state, but your body remains in time. I've never transported, like, boom, uh, manifested somewhere else, like some ancient mystics yogis have. So I don't know beyond that as far as time is concerned. But this is more than the muggle version of time. <laughs> I like time travel stories. <laughs> Well, you Absolutely. can still enjoy your brainwashed science, nihilistic science fiction. Thank you. Who got paid to write those books and who paid them? Because well, Nazi great. NASA went straight to science fiction. Have you ever heard of a gentleman named Al Bielik? Opie? Yes. It sounds familiar. He claims to be a time traveler for the, he works for the government. Um, I, I, I don't know if it's true or not. This is just I've what had the a few of those guys out in LA at conventions. Like they're freaking serious. Like they believe their story. But I see the bullshit artist in them. Like it glows. I can see it. It's like, dude, you're glowing bullshit artist. I don't know what to say. <laughs> but you have to meet these people so that you can discern. I'm going to time travel someday, OP. I guarantee it. <laughs> well, I, I think, like I said, God has a box of gifts and goodies. And if you are dedicated yeah, 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 yeah. enough, you can get it. But what is the point of time travel? Oh, I don't know. I got one for you. I got one um, for you. <laughs> what about other dimensions? Interdimensional travel? Do you? That is the that? astral plane. You can't physically go that to is? another physical, that I know of, go okay. to another physical dimension. That was the problem with David Wilcock and Corey Good with the blue avian chicken aliens. They were always saying that they were physical and that they, that they were going to meet with the government and the blue avians and they're going to get Q and they're going to get people in jail at Gitmo and oh, it's Q? all bullshit. Oh. I got something about Q. <laughs> but yeah, I, I also think the QAnon shaman is a psyop. I don't care if he's in jail, he's getting paid. That's oh, yeah, what I that, think. Yeah, Raymond disagrees with me passionately. He says, No, that guy's a dupe. So, you know, whatever. There's a guy I was working on a documentary with. He actually, uh, I don't really know him anymore. But he had footage from inside the Capitol where they were all setting up the uh, the photo op scenes and I'm everything. Telling you, dude. Yeah, 
And I don't even think you need to be psychic to know that. No. <laughs> no, he just had footage that no one else had. And I'm talking way before this Tucker crap. It's but. no mystery that the psychic would gravitate towards the conspiracy theorists because you know what I know. There might be different reasons sometimes. Like Ryan Christian of The Last American Vagabond is always saying, I'm not psychic. I, I just got the documents. I'm just reading. <laughs> and it's I, like, well, you know, you know what I know, but I know it a different way. I was supposed to do a digging Chris Graves with, uh, with Ryan at one point, but we haven't done it. Congratulations. If you can get him on, that's amazing. I've never even asked because he's like just too special. I don't know. He's too special. Well, no, his I, time yeah. is so precious. I want him to just do his work, you know? Yeah, that's what, yeah, I'm kind of. I don't want to interrupt him. Yeah, I don't want to be like, so what do you think about uh, werewolves? <laughs> that would be fun, though. I'd like to get into Ryan's. Well, I did want to get into Ryan's spirituality. Then I found out he's a Christian vegan, so I could pretty much understand where he's coming <laughs> you got from. You got it pegged. It's like, all right, I got it. Yeah. Okay, so. but sure, from the last American Vagabond, his background picture, he's backpacking. Now that, oh my God, he's in India. He's going on a soul quest. It wasn't at all what was in that picture. I totally projected my own story. <laughs> he was in Arizona, wasn't he? <laughs> Something silly and mundane. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got one for you extraterrestrials. Okay. Silence of the Lamb. What's that? Possibility? Other life forms out in the universe that we know okay, of? Okay, let's see. I also have something to show you on this topic. So when you, guess guys, I want you to guess. This is not like, don't worry, you're not being graded. I want you to guess when America or the world in general first started hearing about aliens. I believe uh, Ben Franklin and the Masons were talking about that, weren't they, at one point? Or, or uh, Life on the Moon and things like that. We started to go around around that time with the forefathers, supposedly. Tom, your thoughts? As I know, um, the, back in the cowboy days, 1800s, around there. Native Americans, they were talking about uh, right. beings coming down Our from... People. Star Native Americans people. call them star people, star which people. is different. Okay. I'm fascinated by all this. Yeah, like in UFOs and everything. And I think the UFOs that we see now, definitely man-made, definitely spying. Oh, on my people. gosh. Nazi, right? From yes. the Nazi bell. You know about the bell. Of course I do. Because started... I listen to dark journalists who interviews... Um, Crap, Giza, Giza star. I send I send dark journalists too many links too. I think I pissed them off. Too. Oh well, he'll 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 ignore you. You better watch out. <laughs> like, be careful with dark journalists. <laughs> okay, so I'm about to to bring something up here about the aliens. So, the and it's not a video, so don't worry. <laughs> oh no, I like your videos. I thought you were oh, going to show us the trailer yeah. for Fire in the Sky. That scared the crap out of me in 1993. <laughs> Okay. True story. <laughs> so this is my blog that I no longer update because it won't let me log in. <laughs> oh. Like whatever, but it's all up there archived. And there's some real deep secrets here beyond the Muggle Nation. So this one is called Fay or Gray, the fight for the narrative. We are in a war of 
words or worlds. Words cast spells. We are vulnerable as a collective to the powers that control our cultural narrative, right? So let's go back on down to the cultural narrative. And we see lamb, lambs to the slaughter. Yes, Dr. Lecter, the muggles are still screaming silence of the lamb. So y'all seeing that? Yes. So you will see yes. in the last picture, a picture of the cover of the book Communion, I believe by Whitney Strieber, which is another Art Bell dude. And the guys you were talking about before were probably Art Bell or Coast to Coast AM dudes. In the yes. first picture, you will see the original drawing of lamb by creeping monster Aleister Crowley. So we've got all the way Aleister Crowley in the early 1900s, all the way up to the 1970s with the communion. So this is where we get the gray alien from. This is lamb. And this is what Aleister Crowley said about this creature. Lamb is the Tibetan word for way or path. And Lama is he who goeth. The specific title of the gods of Egypt, the treader of the path. In Buddhist phraseology, its numerical value is 71, the number of this book. Now, you can tell right there, where did Aleister Crowley get this? Is this some kind of ancient British knowledge? Nah, nah. He went to the yogis, right? And maybe not even physically. Sometimes they just steal from where the churches have kept this stuff sacred. Um, because the churches wouldn't be who they are today without stealing all of this knowledge from the more ancient cultures of the ancient past. And so you see that Aleister Crowley is heavily dependent upon the Tibetan Buddhist and also the um, blah, 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 blah. The Egyptian. Yeah. So he's not pulling on anything from his own culture. And I'll tell you what, that, that boy didn't incarnate with me. So I'm saying <laughs> what they're doing is stealing. And that's what evil does. It steals and inverts. Okay, you guys know that already. They cannot even make up their own origin story at this point. They have to steal from Buddhism. This is why they made a romance with sci-fi writers. Oh. False Light News Network. And so that's that. I just wanted to show you that. Whitley Strieber. Yeah, I've heard things about him. So yeah, yeah go to my blog and you can read all about the invention of aliens and also the fashion of darkness and many other topics that we brought up here. There is a search on that WordPress, so you can put in a keyword and it'll pop up all of the different blogs that that keyword is in. Now, do you think... You now, I'm not really. I'm not getting whether or not. Do you think that the idea, the concept of a a life form that's outside of our planet? I don't even know because I don't even know what to make of if we went, if we even went to the moon and stuff. Because I, I don't know where I am with that. But our universe. Some people don't even think our universe is a a real thing or not. Right, like, it's the matrix. But I believe that the the alien is just a new excuse like a devil or a demon right. only they wanted to put it in something that was more palatable so yeah. they made up a whole brand new creature okay. and you can even see this in the movie the village by m night Shyamalan, yes. where spoiler alert 
uh, the adults make up a fake creature to scare everyone so they can control them. And yeah. that's what this is. And you know, at the end of Werner von Braun or whoever said it, that the last thing that the New World Order would do is an alien invasion. And yes. if you read, um, not well, if you watch things to come, but if you read Childhood's End, you the the alien in Childhood's End is a demon. They keep him beyond behind wraps, and you can't only can't see him on TV. You can only hear his voice until the end when he walks out with two children who he probably just molested. Oh, so yeah. this is a wool pulling over the eyes to keep you from your soul, but also good spirits right? Like your spirit guides and, and um, my spirit guide is Hermes, the Greek God. And my life wouldn't be much of anything really without that kind of communication. I wouldn't be who I am today without that actual communication with Hermes. So if I had fallen victim to every little spark of light is an evil thing because it's coming from the other realm, then right. I would be not even half, I'd be a shell of a person today. Like me. <laughs> I don't. I'm trying to find my spirit guy. I, I'm so tired. <laughs> I love that sincerity, dude. I swear. Now, Tom, personal question: Do you have a spirit guide? I I believe I do. Henry. Uh, I wish I had. I got a voice. I got a name, Henry. So. <laughs> do um, you have maybe an ancestor? I don't. Not Henry. Um. I my mom told me his name was Ogre. That was my uh my um was my uh I know, Henry. childhood spirit so, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt, and it's very rude on the radio or what we're doing. But Henry says he was a traveling man, and he does show me like a bowler hat, and um, you know, so they had a full suit back then that they wore, and it was like dark brown plaid, not dark, but just brown plaid. Um, but him telling me he's a traveling man says that he's a mason and he was related to you so please ask ask someone okay i, I will yeah i don't that doesn't normally happen but because you called it forth you know yeah i think i have spirit guide and henry is is an ancestor not a big deal like he's not a greek god right <laughs> so but he did want to say hi and and so ask if you have people still living in the family who might have known um Mom's side or dad's side, did he say? Or I'm getting a very strong father's side, very, very okay, strong yeah. father's side. If it was Mason, then more than likely, yeah, on my dad's side. Okay, I'll ask my dad. Thank you. Henry appreciates it. And there's a cat sure. thing. I don't know. Ask him if there was a cat thing. I, it might not have been an actual cat, but like a... Um, I have a lot of cats. Um, they're <laughs> kind of like my spirit animal. I get along with cats very well. Is there also a cat thing between you and your dad? Um, well, the last time he came to visit, he tried to make me jealous with my cat, Lucifer. That's just and, hilarious. Uh, yeah, and no, and, and I, I didn't, it didn't, I didn't get jealous. I was like, well, you probably, you probably smell like me. So he's like, hey, this dude's cool to hang out with. So, you know, you he was hanging out with my dad the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, he handled his business. Yeah. <laughs> Pussy cat. Can you show us any kitty cats? Um I'll get mine. Give me a second. Mine, mine's gone. I am very lonely. It's very sad. 
I, uh, my cat is pretty lazy, actually, so it's always easy to get. My cat was uh, oh, <laughs> that does that doesn't count. <laughs> I thought, um, I think they're all hanging out with mom right now. Oh, okay. That, yeah, they they got the circle going. <laughs> That's a good looking cat right there. Thank you, Christy. Um, Thank you, Christy. This is my one of my uh, Christmas presents. Nice. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so, it, it spirit animals is that haven't is that a thing or? It definitely is. One night when I was learning psychometry and all that stuff as a teenager. What is it called? Psychometry, which is the art of reading metal psychically oh. or oh. buildings and things like that. Um, I had read how to meet and work with with spirit guides, and it talked about the animal guides. And so I laid down in my bed. And I called God and I called, you know, God and goddess and everybody in. And I said, can I please see my spirit guides? And I did. It was like a white film, like a white, whitish light. And then each one kind of popped out one after the other slowly, like as if they were being drawn by the white light and they were jumping out of it. So they weren't very detailed or colored, um, but there they were. And it was hard to keep track of each one, but I saw my white Bengal tiger. And that's what I got that night. That's what I really grabbed onto and said, oh my gosh, I have a white Bengal tiger. Wow. <laughs> and then I found out that because I'm an Aquarius born in the year 1974 of the tiger. So Aquarius in the Chinese zodiac is also the tiger. So I'm a double tiger and... Cincinnati, Ohio, where I grew up, our team is the Cincinnati Bengals. So I just thought that was super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm Aquarius as well. So. What's your sign, Tom? Uh, I'm an Aquarius. Okay. But we are you kind of near Pisces? I don't know. But we want you um, to look. January 30th. <laughs> January 30th. You're not close to Pisces. But this is a watery thing. But. We would like you to look into dolphins. Okay. okay. Um, the essence of dolphins through the tarot is playfulness, happiness, like the king of cups, the king that has mastered his emotions and can hold his cup steady, if you know what I mean. Right. And the dolphin <laughs> touches that. Cool. I'll look into that. That's awesome. I used to like to watch Flipper. I love Flipper. <laughs> you know, Flipper killed himself. Oh, no. Those damn Hollywood people. They just no, he really did. No, he really I did. I believe it. They're all killing themselves. No, no. I mean, out of depression. They, you know, I believe it. Tom, you I told you. don't need to explain that, do you? I mean, he's another Hollywood star gone in the wrong path. <laughs> I did watch WKRP in Cincinnati, though. Yeah, I Johnny Fever's my favorite. Who's your, do you like Venus Flytrap? Who's your favorite? Lonnie Anderson? Uh, Lonnie Anderson was uh, 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 Burt Reynolds. Uh, not She, she wasn't Burt Reynolds. Back-to-back Playboy spreads, Playgirl spreads. I think so. <laughs> yeah. I remember the man. I remember his hairiness. Yeah. 
It was Burt Reynolds there, yeah. He had a little fuzzy, like, wolfy thing covering up his junk, but he was all covered in fur. Yeah, Talk about was, werewolves. Was, uh, well, I thought you were talking about Lonnie. No, I'm sure she's beautiful. She was, yes. I think she, uh, rest in peace. Yeah. Really? Oh, that's it. We all got to go sometime. Even the hot blondes. I know. It's the so story of my life. Opinion, where do we go? Um, are, is there a heaven? Is there a hell? Oh, here we go. I do believe there is a heaven for sure. Um, hell is here, right? Earth. That's how I feel. Yeah, I agree. We actually, Buddha literally said, this is samsara, the world of suffering. Dudes. <laughs> I mean, Buddha knew it. And as soon as you get that from Buddha, it's like a transmission. Like, oh, this isn't where I thought I was. <laughs> You're not yeah. in Kansas anymore. You're not in heaven anymore, kid. You're here. Can I get a ticket school, school, please? Yeah. So, yes, I believe in heaven. I believe in a bardo, which is that middle realm that the Christians used to call the guff. Wait, no, that word's too old. Purgatory? Purgatory. Yeah, it was the guff at first, and then it was purgatory. And now, well, I go back to the Buddhism where they got it from and call it the bardo. And so it's that in-between space, which some of us even go when we sleep. Is that? I was wondering if that was what dreams was. Yeah. That's not what dreams are, oh. but you might experience a dream in that place. See how tricky it is? Tricky. Yeah. But that, it, make, it makes sense, though. And so when you, when you yeah, leave the, the body. It didn't work. Uh, anyway. Sorry. When you leave the body, you do it during sleep, or some people can do it consciously while awake. Or I can talk to the other side, just like I did with Henry. <laughs> while I'm awake without glitches and my eyes doing weird things and twitches and all that weird crap that yeah. channelers get because <laughs> it just sounds like I'm having a normal conversation. Yeah. Now with me, uh, is there all kinds of blinders up? I'm not going to ask you to do a reading or anything, but is it like, you probably can't oh. read anything, right? Like, I no, you have so much yellow all, all here. I you resent have so much that. yellow, which is your <laughs> overthinky brain. What? Overthinky brain. There is a chemical. Red alert, there's an overthinky brain. And there's something that you eat or drink that keeps that going, that works for the matrix. I haven't had a tab since the 80s. That's good. So maybe you're worried, but it's overthinking regardless. Yeah, no, I didn't know if there was any ancestors that were like trying to push. Oh, like Tom? Tom's like trying to push Tom's Henry out of the way. Like, get out of the way. I'm going to tell the guy something. I can tell you I see in your heart, which is normally not where I see a person from the other <laughs> side. But um, it's an, a grandma type. Um, oh, it is. It's a grandma type. And it could no, be. You don't have to do it. No, I was just wondering if. Like, oh, that's really cool. I think it's your grandma from a past life, dude. Not this life, right? No, no she okay. would not leave you alone, even this one. That's that's dedication. She had to be Irish or Scottish, because that kind of dedication I've never seen. So she's in your heart. There's like a little frame, and it has her picture in it in your heart. So it's just really sweet. You can do with it what you want, but I would sit down later on and say, "Hey, Grandma, from my past life, you have anything to say to me?" And then like open yourself, and if you see a color or she might even talk to you. I mean, who knows what could happen, but 
note what you see and tell me in an email. That'd be great. Yeah, because the last time I uh, I opened myself, uh, there's some litigation going on. So uh, you actually you have a you do have a spooky in your life, but I think that's also based on a real person in your life that you need to get rid of. So don't ask me questions you don't want to know the answer to. A spooky. What do you mean? What's a spooky? A, a, a shadow, like a spooky woo. I call them spooky woos just so that we don't give them power. Right? Oh, okay. I got you. Just an attachment. In other words, maybe demons? Not that bad. Oh, but okay. if you get rid of the person, the attachment will go with them. But because you're engaging with the person and you keep doing it against your good judgment, then. What if the person you're engaging with is yourself? <laughs> That's not it. Okay. You're so self-deprecative. Is that a word? It is, it now. is now. We manifested it. But anyway. <laughs> so I just want to know, in closing, I think. Um, yeah, we've been going for a while, guys. Woo, woo. Yeah, well, yeah, here we go. See? It's been fun, too. Uh, that's a siren. Anyway, so. Chris, I have a question for you. Oh, here we go. Who taught you to do Twitter? And how you tweet at people in our private tweets. Like, what's your process? I'm curious as a professional. I'd like to know more about your process, please. Well, originally, I just wanted to share all of my friends' uh, links and their work and where their shows were. So what I did was I went to quote, retweet, and then I would go at. And then usually a list of people would come up and I'd do the ding, 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 ding. And then until it gives you the limit. And then I would send it off. And Sweet. then I found Angry Tiger. Right. And he called me up one time out of the blue. Um, and he was like, what do we do about this? All You know, this all alternative to the alternative when it comes to like the news and everything. And he had Knights of the Storm already going for a couple months. Knights goes, of the Storm, guys. He's like, how are we going to uh, combat the, these algorithms and the shadow banning and the censorship? And I said, well, I've been doing it, uh, this thing for a few years now where I'll put like Donald Jeffries, like uh, my buddy there. I'll put his thing, uh, Tony Arterburn, like all these different people, Chuck Ocelli. And shout out Ocelli.com. <laughs> he just did a, a Freeman a Freeman episode, I think. I'm going to have to go listen to that. Yeah. I, I love Freeman, just so you know. That's one of my he guys. He did right with there. the Greek. I was told that. And they said hi to me. So hi back, Ocelli. He <laughs> took the Greek. Yeah, Chuck and the Greek. Uh, that's like a thing he's been doing for a long I time. I guess that's coming out today, later on. Like, I think that's 9 o'clock EST. I'll be putting that up on Freeman's Facebook. But FreemanTV.com, that's where yeah. that will be. The first hour is free. Sign up for the second hour. There you go. There's the plug. Yeah, I guess uh, Chuck like Jordan uh, Maxwell, I guess. Yes. We're going to have him next year at the Jordan Maxwell Memorial, <laughs> which we just had kids. Please go back. Um, this has had more hits on YouTube than usual uh, for me. So it's pretty successful. But please go watch Micah Dank and I remembering Jordan Maxwell again for the second year. We did the first year. This is the second year. And next year, we'd like to have Chuck Ocelli. He would have been on here, but he, it, when he found out, he was already uh, doing his Friday night, his yeah. Friday night Colin show. Right. So he was like, "Why did they have you go on?" I go, "I, I don't know. I am I'm a, a nice guy." Organizing <laughs> with, with Mike Think isn't always easy. 
<laughs> so, but anyway, going back to the angry tiger thing. Um, oh yeah, no, but Chuck knew, I guess Chuck has known Freeman for a long time too. Just like, yes, so talk to him, yes, yes. I can't wait to know Chuck. <laughs> yeah. He's a good, very good guy. He doesn't get a lot of credit when it comes to the stuff that we do. So I identify with that strongly. Yeah, exactly. Cause, uh, but yeah, but what your question there, um, <clears throat> before about tagging and all that on Twitter, well, Tiger, Angry Tiger and I started talking and I said, yeah, I do this thing where I'll tag everybody that I know that has like their work and everything. That was just a way to get my friend's work out to other people. But it was also a way that we could um, combat the algorithms with the shadow banning. If you if you attach someone, then it takes them out of like the banning that they might be in and it puts everyone together. So. Nice. So that we've both been doing that ever since. So I deeply appreciate it. You at me on a lot of things at Occult Priestess on Twitter. And it feels like I'm part of a team. Okay. So, you know, so it's not a negative thing because I've had a lot of uh, reaction where they're like, stop, stop, stop uh, tagging me. And, and I'm like, okay, fine. Well, I promise to like everything, but I can't retweet everything. But oh, I no, no, like it's not even that. No, I, I'll get angry responses from people. Yeah, getting that from me. Buddy. Like, I understand oh, it. I get it. I'm in it to win it with y'all. That's <laughs> I why like, I send like links out to people of like stuff I've been researching because I feel like not only myself, but other people might be able to use that for their shows or their own research. And people like Charlie Robinson, he's actually he, he on Rockfin Kids. Charlie Robinson, Rockfin. He takes the things and he appreciates it, right? I appreciate it too. You sent me some stuff about um oh hey, Sandy Hookers. Yes, yeah, Sandy Hook and Colin. And that I didn't know. And yeah. so, but you do send me like eight a day. It's a little much, but <laughs> it's a little much for me to go through. Can't go through it all. But it's like you just throw it at the wall, whatever sticks, and that's fine. Yeah. So things like that. So I gotta, I gotta. Uh, what do you, what do you call it? Um, pull back from a lot of that stuff. You know. Well, what he does, kids, is is he asks people, which is normal, but he asks a large group of people over and over again, which I appreciate because I'm calling that the team. But right. also in private DMs, he'll send me articles and also his shows that he's done, which is like, Jesus Christ, you did another show. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't watched a show three times from three times ago, much less this new one, you know, kind of thing. So, and you know, as creators, we can't keep up with each other's individual shows, but at least once a week, I'm there with you guys. I'm there with Guard Goldsmith also on Rockfin. I'm there with Knights of the Storm on Rumble. And so I do try to support all of my I I only do that just so that it's it, it's somewhere. So in case I'm not around anymore, that they still have their. It's almost as if it's like a oh that guy used to exist. You know, it's right there. So I don't expect people to watch watch these things like right when I post them. It's one of those things where it's just to, something to leave behind. That's why I like try to put out as many as I can, just so that you know I have something that. To leave behind in a weird way. I don't know. Well, Plus, your reaction is not a good reaction. Right? Well, so. who was the guy? Who was the guy that called out Macaulay Culkin and then died off the side of a road? I don't know. Oh, come on. You know this. You guys both know this. So um, he had really fuzzy, curly hair and oh, a mother. Isaac Cappy. Cappy. You sounded like Cappy when you just said that. That's why I was kind of shocked because you said, if I'm not around. And it brought back Cappy's face 
right here. And I know you've dealt with Columbine, you've dealt with Sandy Hook, you've dealt with some really... Like, I mean, like people's health these days, you, you know, that type of thing. I don't mean like... they're coming. Oh, okay, well, I'm just saying you've de dealt with dark topics. Yeah. It haunts us, doesn't it? It would be nice to do more comedic things, yes. <laughs> and Cappy could, that whole feeling of even Kurt Cobain, it's the same type of feeling. Well, he was murdered. So that's well, true, thing. but it's still gone too soon, gone with yeah. wrong circumstances. And that's like almost in your aura. Like you can relate to that. You know, you get it is what I'm saying. And I felt that, that you get that. And that's probably a lot where your talent lies, even though it's a very dark place. But I feel, yeah, I you feel, can bring comedy from that place. It's a high art, but you can do it. Yeah, no, I feel I feel a little too much because uh, I understand. I felt that. That's my X-Men power. The, uh, you know, you either, you know, it's hard to explain. Empathic, you can feel uh, what they feel. It's a sympathy. We were talking about sympathetic magic. That's the sympathy between you and them. Like violins, when you do one violin string, the whole room of violins will vibrate. Exactly. So, Tom, what do you think? I think this whole conversation we've had today has been awesome. I'm glad OP came on, talked <laughs> You know, she taught us. I, I learned quite a bit today. I, you know, um, think I'm going to keep digging into some more of this stuff. You know, find out some more about it. Oh, um, yeah. it's I, I, I had a good time. Thank you, Op. I appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen. This was so fast. We've been here two hours, and it's just been yeah. like water. Yes. Right. Well, anyway, yeah. So. Uh, we need to have a barbecue or something. I'd love to hang out with you guys. You guys drink a few beers and chill out. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the sunshine. In the sunshine. <laughs> that would be awesome. I've been to South Carolina before. Freeman's um, here. He can come. He'll cook. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Get Chuck O'Kelly. We really should have a gathering. I mean, really. And I don't drive, so y'all should come out here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, I don't know. We might have to talk about that. Let's think about that. Um, we have a Masonic like Hall here. We can rent out the Mason Hall like the Flat Earthers right. did. <laughs> yeah. That's even better. That's High even better. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's all there just waiting for us when we make it right. happen. All right. Well, <clears throat> on that note, this has been really, really cool. And uh, I guess, yeah. Where can the people find you? OP and uh, we'll go with Tom after that. Excellent. Hello, audience. I hope you had a lovely day today chatting with me and my boyfriends here. My name is Corinne Wilson, the occult priestess, occultpriestess.com. Please like and subscribe to my YouTube channel. It needs all the love it can get. That's youtube.com slash user slash occult priestess. And rockfan.com is where you can show me all the love and give me some Ray, which are tips. And so all my <laughs> exclusive content, which can't be seen anywhere else because of censorship, will be going up on Rockfan. And I just started a Rumble channel, but please at occult priestess on Twitter. Thank you so much. Occultpriestess.com. There you go. All right, Tom. I hope you I hope you do the same thing that she just did. <laughs> well, I was just kidding. I don't mind blowing kisses to people. It doesn't bother me one bit. There you um, go. But anyway, you can find me and Chris on Rumble. Um and just about everywhere else. Twitter, Odyssey, Odyssey. wherever. Just what what do we look up on Rumble and stuff? What do we look up? Um, with Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. 
So under uh, the TMP, uh, you, you don't have to do all that. Just just conspiring Mr. Cooper or digging Chris Graves. Like It'll be all connected with that. And you have a link tree on your Twitter, don't you, Chris? I have way too much stuff. Yeah. Well, the link tree will show you where it everybody shows is. Everything. Right? Yeah. Am I Looking on your back. link tree yet? You should be. My buddy Six, he uh, he took he set that all up for me. Yeah. Thank you, my... Six. I'd like to meet Six. I heard Six talking. Six sounds intelligent. Yeah, Six is a very good guy, and uh, yeah, no, he, he. And the new is he uh, the new prisoners is a separate person. No, the new prisoners is the podcast. Uh, it's oh, like okay. A... I'm just a little confused. That's what I'm, I must have been listening yeah. to when I heard six. Oh, I'm basically a part of that. So like every week. So uh, like I'm a contributor or whatever. So Shout out the new prisoners. Well, there you go. New prisoners on uh, Friday at uh, 10 a.m. So, Where do we find I'm it? I to say thanks to six. He's putting all our stuff out. We appreciate that. Thank you, dude. Appreciate it. Yeah. that, And that's like uh, it's on BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and there's a whole bunch of others. And Friday and, uh, at 10 a.m. EST. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, I got my Get Mad show, uh, and that's on Ocelli.com. And I've been having guests cancel every day. So, oh, no. If you ever get in a pinch, let me know. All right. That's cool. All right. I so even have friends I can throw at you. Oh. <laughs> And Mike uh, Dank is already. Did he already get on your show? I'm sure he did. Yeah, he was on there. And I I screwed up the. Uh, I I thought he was the, the true secrets. Okay, don't even worry about it. I hated myself that day. But anyway, <laughs> you work when you work too much, you're gonna f up. Period. Yeah. And I take that on myself too because I'm working too much. I'm just waiting to screw up. You wait and see. It'll be big. Well, this. Uh, well, anyway, so. <laughs> I hate myself right now. Um, so Tom, uh, do you have a sign off? You know, the sign off we say every week. Um, thanks for watching, folks. Uh, God bless. Be safe out there. Hope to see you next week. I thought it was a dirty joke that we signed off. Uh, I don't really know too many jokes, Chris. I have to re rely on you for that one. <laughs> Three white horses fell in the, in mud. the mud puddle. <laughs> I, said that, I said that on episode two. Oh my god, I'm totally repeating you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's all right. That's good. That's great. That's great. And here, we, and here we go. Here. Oh, you hear that yet? No one hears anything. I hear it. Nightcore, baby. <laughs> okay, now I'm gonna have to have it. 